This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Yes, our Patreon, where every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, you get a whole nother bonus episode of this thing that we call the Town Watch. That is, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Uh, and they're always great. So, you know, why not support at patreon.com slash says who. Bloop, 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 Dan. Yeah, Maureen, hello. You can, oh, it's, I've made my dog bark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the paperback of Nine Liars is out. If you've been hold, okay. you've been holding off. My dog is translating this into dog. She's translating this into the Starlight Barking. Do you know what the Starlight Barking is? Says who dog cast the what now? The the Starlight Barking. What is that? It's the sequel to uh, 101 Dalmatians. And it's it's kind of a spy caper, but dogs are involved. And when dogs find out information, they talk, they bark to each other at night. This thing called the Starlight Barking and they pass messages up and down the country Wow. Through their, through their barks. Okay. And I always, I love the starlight barking. I think about it a lot. Is so, Dexy barking because of your new across the hall neighbor that also I'm barks? G- I'm going to guess. And it, I, and I've listened at that door. I believe there are two dogs in there. Perfect. And they bark all of the time. Not Dexy fun. herself is not much of a barker. That's as, as anyone that has listened to this podcast can definitely attest to. She, she will tend to bark when I start to talk. Because I think she thinks something is happening. Yeah. But she's actually pretty quiet. Anyway, okay. Nine Liars is out in paperback now. Buy 12 copies. Yay. And if you would like to buy those 12 copies, always consider going over to kickbezosintheballs.org. That is our own little bookshop where you can very quickly order things like Maureen's books. And if you're buying things on the internet, you can always go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have plenty of Says Who merchandise. Or I will direct you to shop.dansinker.com, which is my own little shop where I now, I don't just sell two patches, I sell three patches. Officially on sale yesterday. Do you love the font Cooper Black? I love the font Cooper Black. And now you can get a little patch that says Cooper Black set in Cooper Black. It's yours for just eight bucks over at shop.dansinker.com. Dan, hmm? ask me if I got the book in. Maureen, it is the 9th of uh-huh. January. Yeah. You uh, had a pretty hard, fast deadline on getting that book in. Did you do it? What's your guess? Well, see, now you've got me second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. I would say the answer is no, but that you're asking me mm-hmm. makes me think that the answer is yes. So what's your answer? I'm going to go with yes. No. The answer's oh, no. Oh, you tricked me. <laughs> you tricked me. It's 2024. I am a trickster. So no, no, no book. We'll it's get done. there. We'll get there. Going to just open a ice cream shoppy instead? No, the, no. Says who, the podcast that's not a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Warren Johnson. Dan, here's what happened. Yeah. I looked at it and I said, I need a little bit more time to do this. Okay. Not a lot, like two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I wrote okay. to them and was like, I need a couple more weeks just to do a little more work on this. Yeah. I mean... And here's no how one, it happened. No and, one, no mm-hmm. one on the receiving end of that email had to have been surprised, right? I don't know. I don't think so. And um, I woke up at, I didn't really sleep much. I guess it was Saturday night or Friday yeah. night. And I was awake at 545, six in the morning, just composing. I was like listing in my head what I needed to do. And I was like, yeah. well, this, that's not doable by Monday night. Yeah. And... So I, I wrote the email and I wrote to my agent. I was like, yeah, I need like two to three more weeks. Like, yeah, I don't like doing that. Yeah. Um, but I was like, it's the right thing to do. Right. So I did the right thing. Well, good job. Yeah. So Always I'm still do working. the right thing. If so watching then, Spike Lee's do the right thing a billion times as mm-hmm. a youth taught me anything, it's. Always do the right thing. I've never seen that movie. 
What the fuck? I've never seen it. It's so good, Maureen. Jesus Christ. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it. That is easily one of the most influential pieces of art on a young Dan Sinker that I ever consumed. Ah, I feel, I mean, yeah. I don't... Like, not only is it an amazing, like, you know, social conscious piece of art, but the art direction on it, the, the oh, every part of it is incredible. I'm going to watch it. Holy cow. I don't know why I haven't. It's just one of those things. I've, I've never seen Forrest Gump. I've I mean, never seen. These are, these are not the same. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm just saying there's a whole bunch of movies I just haven't seen. Okay. I haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Okay, all of these things are very different from each other. <laughs> I've never seen anything with Kardashians. Okay. Well, uh, all right. But the stuff I have seen, I have seen the shit out of. You know what I, I mean? I believe it. I do. I do like know I, what you mean. I have my own weird little niche pile where I'm like, do you want me to talk to you for 15 hours about this movie you don't want to see? Let's go. Let's dance. <laughs> where were we? Doing the uh, right thing. You I was did the right, right thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in the middle of, so I got to come home. So I yeah, called the dog taxi. I was going to say, Maureen is now home in her place, which I would imagine you had to get that dog taxi ride. You had to run a little bit of a window through some weather because y'all are in the in the midst or about to be in the midst of some weather, right? Uh, it started. You can sort of see. Uh, I can't see anything. It's just guy. a big white glowy thing. It's just started to rain here, but I don't. Yeah. The I don't think the madness has started yet. But yeah. Apparently, we're going to get some. Uh, I was almost going to stay on at my parents' house because they live on a flooding zone, and they're the. It's already up, and it's going to come up. And I was like, should I just stay? But that's going to be like I'm here for. Yeah. Why? There's also nothing I can do really except right. try to calm my mom down and. She actually is like, actually, I go through this better by myself because I just pace. I just sort of imagine you standing on the banks of the river, kind of Gandalf, like just mm. yelling, you shall not pass. Dan, I have told you, I think the story of the past when one of the most one of the major floods that came through, the water filled our basement completely. Yeah. And we were moving furniture up until three in the morning. Like Fun. neighbors came to help us put our piano up on bricks, like to yeah. raise it and stuff. It was one of those things where the doors were open at 3 a.m. and all the neighbors were coming on each other's houses. Okay. And, and I eventually decided at 4 a.m. I needed to sleep. So I slept on the floor of this room with my feet pointing at the doorway right. where the water would come in. Just in case when your feet got wet, you'd know. I'd wake up. Smart. And my mother, even who is the most like cautious person in the world. Yeah. She was like, that actually seems fine. Like if you feel the water, <laughs> I listened to the sound of stuff in our basement floating, like the big stuff floating up and yeah. punching holes fun. in the ceiling right below my ear. Fun, fun. fun. I, there was once a, a helicopter rescue in the backyard wow. while I sat there and watched some people tried to take a kayak out on the rapids when the, when it flooded. And uh, almost died. So here's a funny thing. Yeah. I sent you uh, a, a new computer keyboard while you were at your parents. It's wonderful. And you sent me an address. And I was like, well, okay, I should probably just <laughs> make sure that this is right. I'm not going to reveal any details mm -hmm. with your work. Mm -hmm. But mm -mm. mostly, so I, so I looked up the address and I was like, oh, that's like really in town. And uh, and so then I street viewed it. And I was like, oh, and in you have been telling me stories yep. of your parents' house. And the creek behind it yeah. for uh, a long time. Yeah. And in my head, your parents' house is down this very woody, like remote little curvy road. The neighbors are, you know, there's trees and forest in between each one. And there's this thing. And then I'm just looking at like a street. Yeah. I It, it required me to rewrite the entire headcanon. Mm. of Maureen Johnson. House, yeah. And even as you were just describing it, I still see my old view right. of uh, of this situation. And then what did you see? You could say what well, you saw. Okay, so the best thing was, so I pull it up and I'm just looking at sort of a nondescript house. And then I'm like, what is going on next door? <laughs> so I push the little street view car over one. Mm -hmm. And that house, Maureen, the front yard was absolutely completely mm -hmm. full of zombies. Yep. 
just full, he- full human size zombie, full as possibly could be. Yep. And I thought this explains a lot. There are how many of them would you say there were? Two dozen. It was a lot. Some of them. It was, was a lot. Some of them crawl out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the ones that stand along the street, but then there's the like the ones that are coming out and the ones that yeah. are kind of. Yeah, that is like nothing compared to that guy's backyard. I believe it now. Nothing. This is the angel guy or this is a no, different guy? No, this is wow. a different guy. This is the other guy. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So he's he's a little bit, he's we we get along with him. He likes my mom. He gets in a lot of trouble and he comes to my mom for help. But he's okay. like an artist kind of a guy, but he's like, uh-huh. but he has like a lot of weird junk in his backyard that, He's they're sort sort of art and sort of just garbage. You know okay. what I mean? Like a rusty old dentist chair and like stuff like that and yeah. mannequins that are upside down coming out of the ground and okay. sure. chickens. Yeah. Um there's a chicken coop in there and yeah. definitely a small marijuana farm. Sure. Um and he is but he goes all out for Halloween and he completely fills his tiny yard with zombies. It was part of me was wondering, am I even looking at a street view shot from Halloween or is this just sort of the full time situation? It's Halloween, but he keeps it up for a while. Okay, but I feel like this is very gratifying because I feel like I constantly am able to prove that the stories I'm telling are true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it, 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 it explained a lot. Yeah. It explained a lot, but it still was so strange because I could I could probably draw you like a series of pictures of what I imagined your your family situation was. No, this is an old kind of market town like yieldy 1800s, you know, outside of Philadelphia, much like a northeastern little town. Yeah, it it was it was like a hub where there was every fucking house is white clapboard. Yeah. Yeah, they were all like there was a bakery, there was a trading post, there was a so they all had a job. Like there was a bank yeah. and a post. So all of our houses were something. Right. They all had like a job. It was like your houses were the village people. Kind of, yeah. Our houses yeah. are the village people. And this is the little town that will be completely flooded if the evil developers totally fuck the hill. Which There you go. We are um we are in the midst of some weather of our own. They've been promising a major blizzard today, mm. and it is has not snowed a single flake. And it's been sort of a little bit rainy all day. Well, what happened there? Now they're like, well, also Friday, and now it's very hard to believe that it's going to happen on Friday, even though I know that's not how weather works. But uh, yeah, at one point they were like, you're going to get nine inches of snow. Oof. We have not gotten nine. We have not gotten any. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, well, I just right now I just see some rain, but I think it's really supposed to whip up as the day goes on. Yeah, that's that's I think I don't even know. I'm totally perplexed by the weather right now. Anyway, Maureen, you're home. How is that? It's so clean behind you. Uh, yeah, like it doesn't have a doesn't have a wall full of knickknacks. Yeah. Well, it's just like it looks very orderly. Yeah, the desk is very orderly. In fact, this might be the very first time that I've ever noticed that it's like a frosted glass top. Really? Mm-hmm. I, Usually there's more there. Yeah, but it's neat. Like, I always keep them in piles. I mean, sort of. Sure. We'll go with that. Dan. Neat enough. I clean, I wipe this desk down with Windex every day. Wow. I don't like any smudges on it at all. Okay. Well, so good, my good. kind of end of day process is that I pick everything up. I clean the desk. I I kind of wipe off the coasters. I set everything up for the morning. I I tap everything into piles. And then I, you know, I set the desk for the next day. Yeah. I don't like a mess. Okay. She said, shit is everywhere. So. Yeah. So I'm seeing a very small corner of your office. The rest is just. Well, I had to unpack everything. Like there was a million. Realize how many places we've been. We went to England we went to uh, Pennsylvania. We had Christmas. We were carrying gifts. We brought gifts back. Right. Just shit everywhere, Dan. Yeah. And uh, one of the gifts we were given was a fancy new little coffee pot, like a cappuccino machine. Wow. Uh, that was a gift for my parents. This is a little, a, and I was like, oh, shit, we don't need this. Like, we don't need like, our counters. Like, my, I'm precious about my counter space. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. She's like, this is the smallest one they make. Okay. And it is 
pretty low profile. I was like, all okay. right, you know, I think I can manage it. So I set it up. Oscar last night, as I'm, I put it on the counter, he comes over to it and he, he gets, he develops a little shine to this thing. Okay. I'm running around trying to put all this stuff, you know, I'm putting groceries away. Like I, you know, everything's yeah. happening. I'm going through the yeah. giant pile of mail and he picks up the manual for this coffee pot. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's sitting on the sofa and he's reading the manual. I was like, can we do the coffee pot later? He's like, yeah, to, yeah. to be clear, hold on. There's nothing pot-like about a cappuccino machine. Ah, I can't call it. It's a coffee pot. It's a cappuccino okay. machine. It's right. a little cappuccino machine. Okay, got it. So he at night is reading the manual. I go to bed early because I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go to yeah. bed and read. And I'm reading. And he comes in. With, he keeps coming with little glasses of, of coffee. Oh, good. Going. Perfect. What, what, what better thing before bed? And he holds it up to me. He goes, taste this. I was like, I don't want to drink that. I'm going to bed. He's like, literally just, just taste it. Like this, don't even take a full sip. I just want you to taste it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, ah, it's all right. You know, whatever. And he goes, I'm wondering if it's infused correctly, but it has no crema. I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Good. Time, time well spent, clearly. He suddenly is talking like the most bougie coffee asshole you've ever met. Yeah. I was like, he's clearly just engineer. He, he's an engineer. He went in there and he read the manual and the manual said infusion, crema and all these other terms. And he's like, yeah. right, that's what I should look for. Infusion, crema. So he's in there like a mad scientist last night. I hear he's grinding coffee in the old. Perfect. Uh, he, we have a coffee grinder. We got it as a housewarming gift. It's like 10 years old. This yeah. thing is amazing. And I comes in with another cup. He's like, I see the crema on this one. I'm like, Jesus Christ, stop coming. I'm like, it tastes good. He's like, yeah, so I think I found the grind is one and you set it at three cups. But you see, they said that when you depress it, the puck should be dry. And this one seems too wet. Doesn't it seem wet? I'm like, it is 1030. I do not want to talk about coffee pucks. I used to be a barista. It was like one of my jobs. I was like, you yeah. put the thing in the machine, you go, chunk, chunk, and then yeah. I guess when you have one of those big old $20,000 machines like they have at, you know, Starbucks or yeah. where I used to work, which was called the coffee beanery. You know, yeah. they always just do the job. Right. Everything's set to work. Right. But this is like, you have to figure out what filter to use. Right. And anyway, last night he was mad scientist in coffee up until 11 o'clock. Seems like time well spent. Uh, however, we're going to have cappuccinos and lattes now at home. You could have a little steamed milks at night. We could have little steamed milks. I got my little travel. He gave me a travel coffee mug for Christmas. I can make a little latte, well, fill that go. shit up. Got my that? I don't buy coffee anymore. I carry it around. Well, saving money. Boom! Look at that. Uh, I don't know. It it was it's a nice Christmas present. Okay. So yeah, uh, my friend uh, sent me an ice cream machine. So now I'm gonna make wow. ice cream. Wow. It's like set. a set. You're like you're like you got no, you're not even an inch on your counter left. Uh, the, I figured out I'm going to store the ice cream machine. My mother also gave me, because I was talking about the Great British Baking Show, like a giant pile of baking stuff. Oh, okay. Like some different sized loaf pans, pie pan, like really wow. nice ones that like, yeah. like the little crusts that you, like the crust covers so you don't burn your mm -hmm. crust. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got all that shit now, Dan. Well, that's good. I got to start baking now. Who wants a pie? <laughs> Come over for pie. I'm not, I just want to bake. I don't, I'm Maureen's, Maureen's la, la salon. You come over to my house. I'm going to put out a bunch of stuff I baked. I'm going to let you eat this stuff. All right. Sounds great. The only thing I'm missing is a stand mixer. And believe me, she has tried to give me a stand mixer. Oh, yeah. There's no place for You don't have a stand it. mixer. There's no place for that. And I we, we have a very, very small kitchen, but we do have a stand mixer. That's about the only thing we have. The uh, technically, I own one. I own my grandmother's. Okay. Those KitchenAids never quit. Oh, they last forever. My mom's KitchenAid that she uses is fifty years old. Yeah. The reason for that is because the motor that is inside them is literally encased in grease. I've seen a couple of videos of people that like are restoring them, and it is wild when you open it up. It is like this. This this oval of goo and inside of it is actually a motor. So they never need servicing because they just are they they were packed in 
with grease to begin with. Those things are incredible. Yeah, they're great. So I have in in the attic somewhere is my grandmother's. Oh, okay. Which is probably, you know, 50 or like or so years old. Yeah. And will work absolutely fine. Oh, yeah, definitely. They are. I have to say, in a world of garbage and stuff that is designed to be thrown away, a KitchenAid mist yeah. mixer will last you to the end of time. Yeah. That yeah. shit is is serious. It's true. And if I ever move from here, Dan, it is the first thing I will buy. Yeah. Number one. It's a good plan. Yeah. I have a, I have a hand mixer. Mm-hmm. Different. It's not as good, I know. No. No, I worked uh, my one of my very first jobs was in a bakery and uh, I was always amazed because you would go into the back and they have like human sized kitchen aids, but they look just like a kitchen aid, except they're enormous. They're pretty cool. I don't know if I really get serious into my baking this year as a as a as my thing, like I'll just bake stuff for people and hand it out on the street or whatever. <laughs> Actually, I follow a woman on Twitter who is this amazing woman named Shirley Rains who operates her own truck in on Skid Row uh, in Las Vegas. And I think she goes somewhere in California as well. Okay. And she does a lot of cool stuff. Okay. She's a hairdresser by trade. Yep. But she pulls up this truck where she gives out food, but yep. also supplies like foldable tents, um, like hygiene stuff, socks, like. But she also does um, hair. So if someone's unhoused, she'll she'll fix their hair. Oh, okay. She'll they she has wigs for women if they want a wig. Yeah. But she was like, yeah, people really appreciate it if you bake them homemade stuff. So I I spent I, I she probably only has one day off a week, and she spent it baking for her truck, and wow. then she laid out all these baked goods for people. This woman is a saint. Great job, person. Her name. I'm just actually going to get her name up because you should follow her. Um, she is incredible and she puts up a little video every day of like her, her customers and, um, the people like that she loves and tracks and make sure her, yeah, Shirley, Shirley reigns. Her handle on Twitter is beauty. The number two streets R E uh, sorry, beauty two S T R E E T Z. So she is amazing, but yeah, she was like, Oh, here's the video. The Las Vegas homeless community really appreciates homemade desserts. I made peach cobbler pound cake. So, see, good stuff, Dan. I love People it. People doing good stuff. People doing good stuff. Love I don't, that. There's a woman, apparently, I read an article yesterday, she developed a piece of wearable technology, okay. like a little mesh bra thing that detects breast cancer. Wow. What? How? Yeah. I don't know. That's she's, amazing. She's some kind of engineer, physicist, bio, you know, whatever. And yeah. it's literally like a piece of mesh okay. that you can just wear and it can detect apparently incredibly small amounts of tumor. That's wild. So she's hoping to get that onto the world. I think she's trying to test it now at MIT. Okay. And I read that. I was like, that's a wonderful, like, great, great. See yeah. that? People are out there doing amazing stuff like baking cakes for people that don't have any food and making wearable technology that detects tumors, like just making stuff, Dan. It's true. Not everything sucks. 2024. Right. It's keep burning, you know? It is. It's keep burning. Yeah. It's keep burning. Speaking of keeping burning, Maureen. <clears throat> what? COVID is burning once again. <sighs> yeah. Who could have guessed? Uh, nobody. That the virus would spike significantly right around the winter holidays, just like it does every single year. I hate that we're now saying every single year. Because yeah. that means we are in year four of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. It's impossible to have known, Maureen, that would have followed the exact pattern that it follows every year. There's no way of knowing something like who that. Could, who could be blamed for not realizing Dan, you, you just don't, you can't predict something that constantly happens in a normal way every yeah. single time. In an entirely predictable manner. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But here's the deal, Maureen. If you are listening to the sound of my voice and am not getting the new vax, get the new vax. Here's the thing. The Well, it's not all that surprising because communications on COVID have been fucking terrible, period. But 
the thing that was surprising and, and managed to finally kind of make its way through some social meds this last week or so, the new Vax is not just a booster. It is a totally newly formulated vaccine that covers all of the various variants that have happened or the major variants that have happened since the original, whereas the first one was always just a boost of the original. Well, the, what what is going around now that is COVID is is pretty different than the original. And so if you are still walking around with the original Vax, you really don't have much immunity at all because the thing that is now COVID looks a lot different than the thing that was COVID. The new Vax helps you out a bunch. Get that boost. Oscar hasn't had it. He needs get, to get, get it. him. Go we had, sign him up. Well, we had to wait because he had it. Right. But I think we've passed the window now that he's. Yeah. The teen did not get his vaccines while away at college. And so don't you think that we were like, welcome home. Guess what? We have made you an appointment at CVS and you're getting the shots. We got his flu and his COVID. I right did the away. two for two. I was like, put them in. Yeah. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Get that shit in there. It's a good time. Get that vax. Carry your and little. as always, go and go to a place where you can get some snacks afterwards. I Vax and snacks. Listen, I have to admit, I'm like, Oscar, put your goddamn mask on on the plane. Yeah. Good. And he laughs at my little air filter. I was like, dude, you don't get to laugh. You caught COVID on a goddamn airplane. <laughs> Shut how up. do you know he got it on the airplane and not timing. in all the meetings and things ahead timing. of that? Yeah, timing. Okay. It all could right. only have really happened on the plane. Okay. There you go. Well, Maureen, I, for one, am very glad that it's 2024 rolling up just a couple of months away from the, you know, four-year anniversary. Do you and know we what? get to keep do you know, playing. Do you know what mm -hmm. someone said? What? I, there's a headline... I read today that said in this first decade of the Trump era. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I said, fuck that. And he would go on. Yeah. Sorry. It's true though. If you think of, if you think of that era starting in 2015, mm -hmm. we are rolling up on a decade. <laughs> How <pretty> quick. <sighs> yeah. Nine years since Nine the escalator. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Good stuff. Anyway, Maureen, it is exciting to keep playing the same clown games and keep winning the same clown prizes. But speaking of clown games, Maureen, New York Mayor Eric Adams. How dare you? He's in the hot seat this week due to a book that he wrote in 2009 called Don't Let It Happen that includes a passage recounting a story of when he was a kid, and I quote, When I was a child, a friend of mine brought a gun to school to show off to the rest of the students. This was my first time seeing a real gun. After years of playing cowboys and Indians with toy guns, I did not believe the gun he was showing us was real. I laughed at his stupid trick and grabbed the gun from him. If this gun is real, I said, then it should go off. I pointed what I thought was a toy gun at my group of friends and pulled the trigger. A round discharged, and only by the grace of God and my poor aim did the bullet miss my friends. The incident scared me so much that I dropped the gun and ran. Maureen Johnson, what a harrowing, mm. life-changing incident that must have been for a young Eric Adams. That must have and been. for that matter, all the children involved. That must have been very frightening. Right. It's definitely a story that you would include in a book that's described as being, quote, a life-saving resource designed to assist parents in detecting when their children are involved in an activity that can be harmful to themselves and or other family members. I mean, sure. come on. That's 100% correct. Yes. So there's only one problem. Here. What? At a press conference on Monday, when asked about the passage in the book, Adams denied that it happened. <laughs> Quote, I never fired a gun in school, he right. said. Right. The co-author of the book may have misunderstood. Right, 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 right. So first of all, Maureen, I have a question. Okay. As an author. Sure. Let's say you're a co-author. All for right. For who at the time was, I think, a state senator. Okay. 
And you're writing a book with them mm -hmm. for parents mm -hmm. to be able to uh, detect whether, when their children are involved in an activity that can be harmful to themselves and or family members. Sure. And that person tells you a story, something yeah. about a gun in a school right. and that they fired the gun. Right. How would you misunderstand that? Well, Dan, one of your jobs as a writer is to check your facts. And I would think that a book um, that is entirely centered about guns in schools. Yeah. This would probably be a real tentpole story in that book. Yeah, I, 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 I have seen a screen grab of the page and it is a chapter titled Guns. So I think that yeah. maybe there's a chap I extrapolating from that. I would assume there is a chapter ch titled Drugs and another titled right. Gangs. Right. So uh, it is it is maybe not the entire premise of the book. But, but I would it is say the that opening anecdote to the guns chapter. It's a, but I would say that that would be a real tentpole of just the story in general of like what this person has to say about, you know, violence. And I would say it's probably a real formative part of the book. And um, not, it not happening would be a, a big, a big, a big, a but big thing. Like if you were co-writing this book. Yeah. How would you misunderstand a story to the mm. point that you would write it as? Right. Oh, yeah. He then fired, fired the gun, gun and it went off. Right. Right. <sighs> drunk yeah um well what's this co-author like well that's the funny thing maureen because the book doesn't have a co-author listed okay well so he blames uh, a non-existent co-author uh, listen for misunderstanding him you know what god damn it i like it and i'm gonna <laughs> use it yes that's my new thing dan yeah. I didn't know that Eric Adams would come up with a solution just designed for me, but here we are. God well, damn it, I like it. You did mention that the non-existent co-author might, uh, 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 the onus might fall on them to proofread and to, to fact check all of this. Well, he then explained mm -hmm. that in fact the book, quote, never got into print because we never went through the proofreading aspect of it. Which is a funny thing to claim at a press conference where people are right. literally holding your copy of your book and reading you passages from it. Mm -hmm. You can buy it today. Mm -hmm. While Amazon looks like you can only order used listings, you can still order it from Barnes & Noble. Along with his cookbook? I didn't know he had a cookbook, Maureen. <sighs> called Healthy at Last, a plant-based approach to preventing and reversing diabetes and other chronic illnesses. Dan, I have a little addendum to this story. Mm -hmm. Maris Kreitzman, who is a great writer and editor, I'm looking yeah. at her Twitter right now, she has gotten her hands on a copy of Don't Let It Happen. I love it. I'm looking at a picture of it. And her latest tweet says, this rules. I am Jason Diamond suggested that perhaps we should hold a marathon reading of the book with an entry fee to raise money for the New York Public Library. I love it. I would 100% go and I'm clicking the link now just to see. Okay, it's just an article about it. Yeah, so she has it. I'm looking at the cover. It is a very weird small red lunchbox with a giant gun in it. Yeah. What appears to be like a lot of cocaine. <laughs> You know, a very hard. small handful of small pretzels and a banana. Yeah. That's Everyone's a weird lunch. favorite lunch. It's a strange lunch. We packed that up for the little one today. Uh, let's see here. Update. The New York City mayor's office says the New York City mayor has asked the publisher to pull the book that a ghostwriter wrote it and that Adams had no idea it was out in the world. They did not answer our follow up questions. <laughs> Who was the ghostwriter? Was one. Yeah. Zulon Press, which was the company that put it out, is a self-publishing company. Yeah. Is the mayor saying that the ghostwriter of a self-published book published this without his permission or knowledge? And does the mayor disavow the entire book? Dan. I that have, dude's a gift that just keeps on giving. 
I am so beyond anything with the mayor. Like, I, as far as I'm concerned, our mayor is Mayor McCheese from McDonald's. He has a giant hamburger head. Yeah. I'm technically um, a cheeseburger head. He's Mayor McCheese. I, what, are you the drive through kid? So he would kid? have a cheeseburger as a head. Are you, the, are you the drive-thru kid now? What are you with the cheeseburger? No, I'm just saying. Well, it's technically, it technically is a cheeseburger for our head. Dan, this is our mayor. Yeah. yeah. Our mayor. Yeah. He is, I, I want to repeat, this man is like New York. He believes that New York is built on a bunch of magic rocks. He does. He absolutely does. We don't have a mayor, Dan. We don't have one. W whatever happened to the whole, like, he was being investigated that's still just hanging out oh there. yeah where the fbi stopped him and pulled him out yeah. of his car and took all his phones yeah i don't know we don't yeah. have a mayor Our, I, we don't have one i don't know I, I can't tell you what's happening dan all i can tell you is you can only be mayor of new york if you're super weird and apparently it's not even a real job i don't it's think true. we have one clown job for clown people we do have trash bins now congratulations only in some places but we yeah. do have them they're only I was required gonna say we uh over the places. over the winter break, uh, the teen's best friend uh, from when he was a child came by, and that person is going to school in New York, mm -hmm. and they were on in Manhattan, and they were talking about the piles of trash bags, and I was like, I thought you had trash bins now, and he was like, I haven't seen a seen yeah. one. They're only at like certain like restaurants. I think have to have yeah. them, and that's it. Perfect. But remember, Dan, we've also solved the problem of rats because now we only put trash out at night. Yeah, it's true. No more rats. Well, Maureen, speaking of clowns, <clears throat> Donald Trump is in court today, like literally, physically, actually there. Is it in, here? Is it here in New York? No, he's in D.C. Okay. His lawyers are arguing to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that a president has immunity from prosecution for acts conducted while in office. This is an appeal after the judge overseeing the January 6th-ish election denial case rejected this argument. They appealed it. Uh, originally, the uh, federal prosecutor wrote to the Supreme Court and was like, hey, we know this is going to end up here. Can we just get to the point where you make a decision? They rejected that, so now it's got to go through the normal appeals process. This is the idea that the president has absolute immunity is an argument that Trump has made over and over and over again in multiple court cases at this point. He has never won a decision in his favor on this, mm. including the Supreme Court itself ruled against him back in 2020 after he made that same claim about turning over documents to a New York grand jury. So it. it, it it seems like a losing argument, but hey, you know what? Like these crazy kids, they're going to make a they're going to make yeah. a run for it anyway. Let them do it. So with Trump in the courthouse today, his lawyers argued yet again, he's immune from criminal prosecution over actions taken as president. They added a novel additional twist this time to say that, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll get into how may how many maybes were involved in a minute. You could prosecute a, a president, but only after that president has been impeached by the House and convicted by the Senate. Which, of course, Trump was impeached, but not convicted twice. Mm -hmm. The three judge panel was skeptical at best. Asked uh, Judge Florence Penn, so you're saying a president could sell pardons, could sell military secrets, could tell the SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival and not and be immune from prosecution. Mm -hmm. Sour uh, Judge, uh, sorry, Trump lawyer D. John Sauer stuck to the line that, well, maybe, maybe if they were both impeached and convicted. Which, of course, begs the question, and this was raised. So let's say they did this. Let's say they got the SEAL Team 6 to kill their political rival. Right. And it was found out. Yep. And they said, we're going to start impeachment proceedings because the only way we're going to be able to prosecute this person is to impeach them and convict them. 
then we can actually prosecute them. Well, what is stopping that president from resigning before they are convicted? At which point they can never be prosecuted because they were not convicted. Right. But the idea that, okay, let's just say, yes, all of these things are true. So then you could convict this person, right? So, so or, or you could, you could, you could prosecute this person. Judge Pan again pushed the, the Trump's lawyer repeatedly, first asking, your position is, if President Trump had been convicted after his impeachment trial on incitement of insurrection, this prop prosecution would be entirely proper. Which is the argument that this dude made, but never with the specific that Trump could be prosecuted. Sauer was reluctant. This is all from the Washington Post. Sauer was reluctant to give a straight answer of yes. Pan asked a second time. And Sauer said that there were other problems with the prosecution. Pan asked a third time, but Sauer again returned to whether, quote, a prosecution could be brought, but not this prosecution. Pan asked a fourth time, telling Sauer to answer yes or no. Sauer declined to answer directly. A fifth time, Pan asked, under your interpretation of the impeachment clause, is that allowed? And Sauer dodged. Pan tried a sixth time. Sauer again returned to problems with this particular case. Pan then moved to make it hypothetical. If a president is impeached and convicted by Congress, quote, then the government could bring a prosecution for the same or related conduct, correct? Pan asked. I don't disagree with that, Sauer finally said. Seems like it's going well when you're asked seven times by a judge to answer a yes or no question and you literally never can do it. Yeah. So once this is, this, this is decided, this will, and then the judge will be like, no. Right. So there, again, it's three judges. So it's a panel. There are right. two of them are Democratic uh, uh, appointed judges. One of them is a Republican. They all seem to be rather skeptical of the idea that a president can literally do anything that they want right. um, and never be never be prosecuted for any of it. But for, for all the obvious reasons, the other big argument that Trump's lawyers kept making was like, if you agree to this, you are opening up just basically sort of a free for all for prosecuting presidents for everything. Which, of course, hasn't ever happened before. Not right. because of this novel uh, approach, but because, generally speaking, with the exception of Nixon, who could have been prosecuted but was pardoned ahead of any, any type of prosecution that could happen. Uh, you know, generally speaking, not a lot of people are flagrantly breaking laws as right. president. So there's that. There is that. Anyway, uh, this will get decided. We don't really know when. Maybe soon. Maybe not. We're sort of on a timeline of courts now. Uh, almost certainly. I mean, either way, it's decided. It'll probably be decided that he's not got absolute immunity. Uh, then it will be appealed again and go to the Supreme Court. The same body that, of course, already ruled against Trump on this three years ago. So a person could imagine a situation where this is decided pretty quickly. The appeal goes to the Supreme Court and they just do their like bounce it back. We don't know. Like we're not we're not even going to look at this. You know, they, they do that a lot. Um, if they actually hear it, that slows it down again. Remember, this trial is supposed to start on March 4th, which is now less than two months away. So if they bounce it and say, we're not going to hear this, then the ruling stands and the trial goes forward. Yeah. But right now, so there's still the pot, like, even if all of this were to happen in the next two weeks, right? Um, this case has been on pause. They have not done any work on this case by judge's order um, since the since they appealed this decision. Um, so it's... Uh, even if everything were to kind of restart in a week or two, uh, the possibility certainly exists that this will not begin on March 1st, 4th. But, and this is the D.C. case. Um, this is the election denial, federal election. election denial case. Right. Which Again, is the Dan, first of the four. It's really. But no, wait, isn't New York the first? 
New York State. New York Stormy Daniels. No, no, that's going to be, I think, March 20th is the start on that. Okay. It's yeah. so hard, Dan. It's hard yeah. to keep track. I really yes. believe there has to be a yearly planner that's based around this shit. <laughs> um, I know that in New York recently, they were just found that his, because of his fraud and stuff, that he owes, what, $350 million? Some huge something amount. Something like that. Yeah. Um, also, there's some kind of nonsense going on in Georgia. Apparently, Fannie Willis was dating somebody in her office. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get her taken trying off the to, case or something. Trying to some dumb bullshit down there. Yeah. So it's going to be bullshit 100% of the yeah. time. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's been their MO from jump and they are going to continue on the bullshit train for a long time. I, you know, Dan, I like January. I've realized. Okay. I've said it last week. I like it. It has a really good, it's, you, you don't have to restart everything. You're just kind of tidying up. From last year, I really am okay. seeing it as like the tidy up for December. You know, I'm still working on stuff from last year. Yeah. It, you get the whole month to reset. You get as much time as you want to reset. And you know what? If you're like, I want to reset in April. Fuck, you reset in April. You do whatever the fuck you want. Do it. But we're getting emotionally ready for how this year is going to go. And um, it's just a good time because this is time for Maureen's mindfulness moment. Hi. Oh. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I hope you put stuff in your good fire. Remember, keep burning. In your what? Your good fire. Your, okay. Yeah. Your good fire. So, I you know. forgot about the voice that you do for this. This is my relaxing voice. Yeah, it's nice. It's real this nice. This is my relaxing voice. Now, Dan. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we really need to build on this week in terms of self, in terms of personal growth? Not sure, Maureen. Why don't you tell me? Dan, sometimes you got to make a decision just to do the right thing. Okay. And it may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but if you know it's the right thing, you got to do it. Okay. So you have to be able to sit with your own discomfort a little bit and feel it out and just kind of, there's an old thing where it's like, if you have a pain, you can use meditation to kind of like, if when you try to really explore the pain, sometimes the pain diffuses and you don't feel it as much, but just sitting with your own discomfort, but you know, you're doing the right thing. Say you got a book to do, and you know that the book has to have a little bit more time, and you know it's not comfortable, but you're like, I got to do the right thing. So I did the right thing with the book. Now, this is very, very possibly very personal to me, but I believe that all of us, sometimes we got to hold our own book to write your own book and to, to do the right thing in terms of your own stuff. But so they've learned two lessons this year so far. Burn is good. You know, keep burning. You put stuff in your good fire. Stuff yep. you don't need anymore. You burn to regenerate to create some warmth and light for yourself and others. Keep okay. burning. That's the number one. Listen. And then doing the right thing. It's sitting with your own discomfort. So if you're feeling like, I got to make a decision, but I don't like it. But you have to make the decision. Don't worry. Sit with your discomfort and say, it's okay. I'm doing the right thing. And then it's okay to feel a little bit of discomfort if you know you're doing the right thing. Okay. This has been Mindfulness Moments with Maureen. Wow. Yeah. I told you. Still, I'm gonna... still don't quite understand why the voice is necessary, but I like it. Is it? That's the, the point of it, Dan, is it's a relaxing okay. voice. Oh, it's a very, it's a very, you're right. I'm wrong. You're right. Very relaxing voice. And remember. I still am, mm, the whole time you were doing that, I was like, how have you never seen do the right thing? I don't know. It's just one of those things where it just. My God. I've never eaten a. You live a, in New York. I've never eaten at a Chipotle. That's not the same. There's a whole bunch of stuff, Dan. It's like one of the most important films of the 1980s. All right, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right, here's the deal. I'll watch that if you watch all the Twilight movies. These are not the same. <laughs> They're definitely not the same. These are not the same thing. But I believe that it's important. One is incredible. The other is a punishment. No, it's walking through a fire to become different. It's good fire, Dan. Keep burning. <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't the know that I agree to Once this. you get to the end of Breaking Dawn, you'll know what I'm talking about. I, I don't. I actually, I'm not going to make you watch all of them. I will My talk. You, you have to watch the first one. I don't. The second two don't matter. Don't like. Don't worry about those. Those were throwaways. Then you get to Breaking Dawn. Wait, I thought there were only three. No, there's five. What the fuck? Aren't there only three books? There are four books and then five movies. It was that phase whole, where they- that, were, that little trend where it was like, oh, we'll break a parts. movie. And yeah, thanks a lot. 
So it's J.R.R. Tolkien. It's Twilight and uh, and Deathly Hallows was done in right. two parts as well. Yeah. Um, so there's and Dune, two parts. Yeah. Um, Seems lazy. Twilight, uh, New Moon, Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn. Not doing it. Not and doing then it. It's Breaking Dawn one and two. Dan, come on, you gotta watch Breaking Dawn. You live in New York. There, this is one of the most quintessential New York movies. There's just ever nothing. Made. There's nothing quite like. Maybe we start a movie club this year. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but I am if it's about watching crap. The most quintessential new york film ever made that's probably it but i would say second place is a movie called the out of towners not a remake the original one from like 1970 it's got jack lemon in it and sandy dennis is one of the funniest fucking movies ever made it is dark as shit and it's hilarious it's just about this guy he's like i'm coming to new york because i'm getting a big job promotion and everything's going to be great and he and his wife just come in for him to do this interview and Everything happens to these people. And by the end, it's just they're it's they're so broken and so insane that uh, it's just it's a perfect movie. The remake is a travesty. And I am I take it. I get so mad when I think about the remake of the Outer Towners because the original is so good. They ruin everything, Dan. Who's they? Remakes? I watched I, I didn't want to watch Mordecai because I'd read the book and the book is so good and they that's another tra- absolute travesty. <laughs> or I'm I like, don't wow, even they... know what Mordecai is. Don't they? The, it has nothing to do with the source material. It's really one of those things where they're like, what if we took a thing in name and then completely fucked it? It's just one of those. What I haven't even ever heard of the source material. Yeah, they're 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 good books, but they're um dark. Okay. Uh, and absolutely nothing like the movie. It made me furious. But my mom was sitting there and I was like, I hadn't watched, sat with her the whole time I was there because I was working on the book and I was like, feel bad. I'll sit here and I'll watch this dub more okay. movie and I was furious. Oh, I'm um, looking at this now. It was a Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. They really fucked it up. It's just, I don't know why they do it. Sometimes they take a thing in name and just put a totally different story on it. Yeah. I have yeah. personal experience of this. I <laughs> let it snow if this my story in it has no relation to the story in the movie, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it's literally a different story, but it's fine. That's such a sweet movie though. It's a sweet movie. Like, I was fine with it. You know, I was like, okay, that's okay. You can you can do what You're you all, need. I cashed that check. They made that guy a pop star. Like they're like, what if he just wasn't a guy in the neighborhood and was actually like a a major, a major star. And I was like, all right, do what you like. I can't stop you, Netflix. (laughs) I was in the, I was like, I cannot stop you, Netflix. Go for it. Live, live it. Do what you want. Do what you want. All right. But always do the right thing. Do the right thing. I cannot. It's it's flabbergasting to me. I will watch it and you have to watch just the first Twilight and then the last two. These are not the same. This is not a fair trade. I never said they were the same, but I think you will you will know something you didn't know before if you watch these. This is like this is like here is the greatest taco you will ever eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, in return, eat this American cheese sandwich with no no nothing else. Mm-hmm. But you'll learn fair. something. No. I knew already that American cheese sandwich with nothing else is terrible. Yeah, but you haven't experienced Breaking Dawn. I've not. That's true. You have never seen a, a movie in which a grown ass man goes on a date with a three year old. <laughs> I don't know if they really play that out. It's in the book. I think they kind what of do, do it. You don't know if they played this out. Have you not seen this movie? I There's so much. Listen, everyone that's seen this movie will know there's a lot in there. It's a lot to remember because a lot of shit happens in this movie. <laughs> Okay. And a lot of shit happens in the book. But the whole thing is that the werewolves imprint on people so they can imprint you from birth. Uh, that means that they will go on dates with you when you're like three or four. And there's like a grown man in the book that's like, yeah, this is my four-year-old girlfriend. She keeps taking me to her tea parties that she has with her friends. It's the thing that happens in the book a bunch. All right. Says who? So we're agreed. No, we're not agreed. Everybody, but you I want- should watch Do the Right Thing. It's so good. 
Facebook group, a Discord. young Samuel L. Jackson. I need you a, to get on board a, with as this. A DJ. I need you to get there. Uh, my my computer made a little plink noise. Was that was that everybody coming on to say that we have to do this? I think so. No, wasn't wasn't. Everybody speak up. I know what you want. And Radio Raheem's love hate ring monologue when the little one was a tiny baby. I'm ready. Uh, as all tiny babies are, they just make little fists and they'll never let them let go. And so I made these tiny little love hate, soft sculpture love hate knuckle rings just for the little one to hold on to because of this movie. How have you never seen this movie? Listen, I'm, I'm going to watch it now, now that we've made this agreement. to me. You only, okay. You watch the first one. Because the not, first one is pretty is magical. Dan, if you've never seen the vampire baseball scene, I don't know how you even talk to anybody. You, I have seen the vampire baseball scene because you made me watch that once. Now you understand how magical that movie is. Okay. And that will be contextualized. Great. Well, says who? But you don't have to watch the next two. I'm not going to make you do that. Is They're super made boring. possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. We have a little free library in front of our house. And I think that the book that has graced the presence, its presence in that library the most over the many years we've now had it is Twilight or Twilight related books. I they, I would say it's fairly rare that there is not a Twilight in there. They do move out. Yeah. But you, you see them a lot. Yeah. There's anyway. A, there's a, so up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, there in the town, there are stores where you can, that are all like Twilight merch stores. And there's a shirt I desperately want to get. It's just this big oversized pink t-shirt with a big picture of the dad from Twilight on it and just big puffy words that say daddy and I want it real bad <laughs> I gotta get it it's made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you can do this all over again if you give it that five or ten dollar a month level and that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the says who sticker club our theme music was performed by Ted Leo our logo was designed by Darth you can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter we gotta get off Twitter uh, also at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon you can email at hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard if you want to join the fan run discord server you can always go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord whatever you do though spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever it is that you listen and you can join us next Wednesday January 17th for our very next episode and happy anniversary of Insurrection Day to all who celebrate. Oh, it was just the other day. And if you are a believer in the uh, the theory about um, the FBI, that's a thing now, Dan, apparently. What? I thought that it was like some sort of inside job. That's like the new, oh, okay. the new hotness. Yeah. I just realized that uh, come, come, come next, uh, next week, next week's episode. Uh-huh. The Republican caucus will have happened in Gen in Iowa. Oh shit. We will oh. be off to the races, Maureen. All right, Dan, I want I'm gonna pose a hypothetical to you. Okay. You have to watch one of the one of these two. Which one are you choosing? The first Twilight movie or any one of these Republican debates. I would watch a Republican debate. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, aren't the Twilight movies like three hours long? So no. there's that. No, no. The first one's like normal movie length. It's like an hour and a half. I don't know. That seems like a difficult decision. It's pretty good, Dan. Again, <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe you have not seen this absolute seminal mm. piece of art. And you yeah. are like, man, that's really true. Also, you haven't seen this pile of trash. I said what I said. Okay. Well, anyway. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from Forks, where Twilight takes place, I'm Daddy. This has been Says Who. You're going to love it. Not. Once everybody's going to, the Discord's going to light up. Everybody get in touch. Nope. Reach out. I want to hear it. I want to hear your voices cry up that it's time. We've talked about it for too long and it's time that we do it. 
They're in love with it. It's magical. It's a romance. It'll make you understand the power of love. Wait till you see Edward play the piano. <laughs> I'm going to watch it with you. We're going to do a video of it. It's going to be really good. Oh, boy. We're going to do a reaction. It's going to be a thing. His face, you guys, is an absolute, his mouth is a total straight line. It's hard to see under the beard, but it's there. It's a straight line. <laughs> he wants no part of this, but he has in his eyes, his eyes have that slightly hooded look that's like, oh, shit, this is going to happen to me, isn't it? <laughs> and he's shaking his head now. He's just putting his head down because he knows, you guys, because he knows that you will rise up and ask for what's right. Do the right thing. Make Dan watch Twilight. 2024 is my campaign slogan. <laughs> this has been Sesu.